I've been watching a lot of Katy Perry lately. Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Talia discovered her, and now that's all she wants to watch. Hell yeah. Uh, Today on Alphabetical, Love Me Do. Hello and welcome back to Alphabetical, the internet's only podcast where we're covering all the Beatles studio releases alphabetically from 12 to Y. I'm El Adam. I'm Alex. I'm Pete the Retailer. And I'm John. And today we're talking about Love Me Do off of 1962's Please Please Me. I heard that. PPN. It's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Stay good night. <laughs> You'd be a good DJ. <laughs> Coming up after the break, Love Me Do. <laughs> Thank it's a you. Good one. Love Me Do. Good song, film at 11. I went to Don Pardo Community College. <laughs> <laughs> Molly Shannon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Love Me Do. Okay, this is a McCartney uh, Lennon jam. The yeah. Beatles' first uh, big single Yeah. in the UK. Hit number one. Also, so yeah, this is their um, their first single, US. their first yeah. not even yeah. big single. Well, yeah. first both, single, I guess, but. their first uh, single, right? Also, I well, it's seventeen, seventeen. Yeah, what? 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 Who? Well, John said it hit number one. Oh no, it wasn't number one. No, it, it was, was number, number one. one hit. It's seventeen in hit. the UK, but yeah. number one in the US. Right. Yeah. Well, the cover by the Heaven Seventeen. What? What? Thirty-seven in Russia <laughs> and four twenty-five in Hawaii. Oh, is it that late? Yeah. Love Me Do. Yes. Love Me Do. Apparently, Paul wrote it about his girlfriend at the time, Iris Caldwell. Mm-hmm. Oh, Iris. Mm. So, Iris, if you're out there, <laughs> this one's for you. A <laughs> little uh, harmonica work on this? Yeah, yeah, that was apparently George Martin's idea. He was like, love the song, but you got to change out the harmonica part. Like, mm-hmm. But which caused some some that was the most completely baseless George Martin impersonation. <laughs> I was impressed actually. Um, the because John was the one who sang the this song for the most part. He sang the main part, and then they they were like like all right, we need the harmonica part. And John was like, all right, I play the harmonica. And like all right, so Paul, you sing the part. And Paul's like, I don't know how to sing the part. So they switched. Eventually, it worked out. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he couldn't. He wouldn't be able to switch in time. Right. Right. To do the. Yeah, could you sing through a harmonica? Can I? Can you? Can I? <laughs> Don't never ask. Don't give him the opportunity. <laughs> do you think you know how the, um, the really like really good trumpet players can do circular breathing? Right. And they just keep. You think, you think there's a harmonica player that can just? Uh, <laughs> oh, probably. <laughs> well, a harmonica. Well, you you can breathe in through. Yeah, because you can breathe too. in through a harmonica. Right. So I'd just be like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell my dog sounds all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, although it's weird, I that like I that read that George the story about George Martin, but like this song must have sounded without the harmonica. Like, what is there? I mean, that's the hook, boom, you know. Boom, yeah. boom, <laughs> boom. Like, what was the Ba-dum, what boom, was the boom. melody of the song if the harmonica wasn't doing it? Well, wasn't it a uh, what you just said? Boom, boom. <laughs> I mean, that would that could have been number one. Was it a guitar part? Maybe, like maybe they were playing it. It was a. Uh... Like maybe John was playing a guitar part of that, like. I mean, it's I a pretty know. strong verse, you know. Like, love me. Could have worked with an accordion, but, uh, but that uh, harmonica yeah, hook accordion. just brings it home. Yeah, you know? it's just a kick. Yeah. Conceive of it well, without the harmonica. Well, that's why it's a that's number why, one. Yeah, yeah, and that's why George 17. Martin was seventeen. <laughs> What's number seventeen? Number seventeen. Also, in the, in the UK. Yeah. I didn't know till looking this up that the version <laughs> on "Please Please Me" is without Ringo. 
Yeah, three different there's, versions yeah, of this. There's three different drummers involved. With three different drummers. Did somebody just hit a timpani? Is there something vibrating? A cymbal? Is there a phone? Oh, my, my phone was vibrating. Somebody's got a telephone. Oh. I'm seeing something with an R. <laughs> All right, sorry. Uh, yeah, there's three different versions of this. Three different drummers on this Three different drummers. Three different drummers. There's three different drummers. And I own all three. I just never thought to, you know. Yeah. Well, they don't sound that different. But well, yeah, yeah. No, they do. The, yeah, yeah, let's go. It's all right. So first one was Neil Peart. <laughs> uh, Rush forever. <laughs> no, Pete Best. Yeah. On the, yeah. And that one's on an anthology one. Anthony won. Anthony mm-hmm. won. He did. Uh, he did win. Uh, yeah, and I actually then, uh, watched yeah. a... Uh, uh, no, uh, go ahead. I'll say that afterwards. So go ahead. Oh, uh, then I was just going to tell the story about how... Second one. Second one. Was supposed to be Ringo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they brought like, this Ringo was, in. Yeah, I mean, this was early. The Beatles weren't like, they didn't have that much clout at, yet. And George Martin was still kind of like the headmaster kind of figure in the studio. And for him, it was just like a business decision or whatever. You know, like if he's like, you know, right. this guy's a little weak. It's just not hitting it. You know, time is money. I've got session guy. We're going to bring him in. So they brought in Andy White. Anyway, the second one was Ringo. The second was Ringo. Right. And then, and then they were then like, they this is going to be the single, so like, yeah. Yeah, we need to tighten it up a little bit. Yeah. So Andy So White, poor Ringo right. came to the studio not knowing, and then right. there was a, another drummer there with his drum kit, I think, like all set up. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they knew, like all the drummers knew each other. It's like, hey, Andy, what you doing here? Yeah. And <laughs> uh, um, nothing. <laughs> somebody was reading something about this, and they said, you know, at the time, Ringo was, you know, pretty genial about it, but I think... He held a grudge against George Martin for a long time. Yeah. Like years and years. Like, right. Who are you to make me play tambourine? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no. And then then they did another track and George did like the maracas <laughs> next to the drummer that was replacing him for the day. Ringo. Oh, you mean Ringo, Ringo did Ringo, a tambourine? Ringo. Yeah, no. To, I, don't, I don't know what... If, uh, I'm looking at it, but I don't see like, yeah, Ringo came in and did you know, rhythm on something else. Right. While this Andy White guy was playing, yeah, no, yeah, yeah he just did just tambourine, tambourine part, tambourine, yeah, yeah, because the police, the one on Past Masters doesn't have tambourine, so that's how you yeah, know it's right. the Ringo Which one. Is, uh, you know. Which, despite, I mean, no fault of Ringo's, but when you add, you know, when you have a, somebody focusing on drums and somebody adding a tambourine track, I, I sounds fuller, rolls better. So I like that version the best, even though mm-hmm. I wish it were Ringo and somebody else maybe playing tambourine, but I, uh, I think that that's the best version. I actually watched a YouTube clip that played like just back to back it was just like okay here's version one and it played a little like mm-hmm. snippet snippet and then like the same part of the song like okay here's the one with Ringo from the you know recording session and then here's the one with uh, um, Andy White so it's not just the drums that are different there are three entirely different recordings yeah mm-hmm. does it well the Pete Best one has anyone heard that yeah, yeah that's it's on Anthology anthology one. Yeah. anthology one and it's, uh, yeah. you could see why they replaced him kind of yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not you know, it's not it's terrible. Like it's kind of like, lumbering, though. I feel yeah. like it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's just him going. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even bring any drums. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the best. <laughs> um, yeah, those were all like all three versions were recorded within 1962. Also, let's say that like June of 62, I think, was their audition. Which then they were like, all right, we're going to go ahead and record this album. So then, in September of 62, they came back. And then, like a week later, they came back again, and they were like, "Well, it's going to be the single, so we, we're going to do this other version of it." So, like, 
And it's I, pretty impressive. I read somewhere like uh, for what, like the 50th anniversary, they wanted to press like a, a special version, and they were like, "Oh crap, never mind." This is the version with Andy White? <laughs> they wanted to have the one with Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just like, "Scrap it." No, we thought we had this version. They should. Yeah, it's wrong. They should try yeah. and take out the drums and just leave the tambourine in there. <laughs> That'd be the fourth version. Um. It's just Ringo cursing under his breath. Then. Bloody hell, bloody hell. Blo- <laughs> we call them chips. <laughs> we don't have, uh, at least I didn't see any uh, uh, John Lennon badmouthing this song, but I did see uh, John Lennon's Aunt Mimi badmouthing this song. Really? What? Because when, uh, when they recorded this, apparently he played it for her and she said, well, if you think you're going to make a fortune with that, you got another thing coming. <laughs> and she was right. And yes. she was right. She said, the drama's terrible. <laughs> it was like Mattingly's side It's like, the drummer's terrible. Replace him. And just like he played the, like, the other version. Like, I told you that drummer was terrible. Terrible. Replace him. <laughs> and it just kept going. Uh, yeah, I don't have any Lennon bad-mouthing it. Uh, uh, the only thing I have him is him. Dis- there seems to be some disagreement as to how much of a contribution. Lennon said he doesn't remember doing anything. Paul, a- Paul insists that he that they co-wrote it together. Right. Uh, I th- a funny quote from Lennon. He says when they first when they were starting out writing their own material, and uh, you know they'd be playing a show and they'd be like, okay, now we're going to play one of our songs. And he says he always felt self conscious about it because they thought their own numbers were a bit wet. Which I thought mm. was a funny way of mm. wet. describing it. Wet, 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 wet. Um, turned down for wet. I read Keith Richards's <laughs> autobiography. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right, actually, I don't remember where I read this, but in any case, <laughs> it might be Keith Richards. Was, was it in the library? It's just a magazine I found. No, no, I don't remember whether it was this book or a different book. But anyway, they said when apparently when the Rolling Stones first heard this song, they were like, "Whoa, like someone else is into the same kind of music we are." Hmm. And it's it's funny to me because it doesn't sound like bluesy or anything, but I guess. I've always thought "Let Me Do" sounded kind of primitive, but I guess only in retrospect. Yeah. But maybe at the time in 1962 in England when it was played, it was like, you know, not quite revolutionary, but at least number nine, a sign of, uh, you know, it was different enough from what was on the radio that it made an impression on people like the Rolling Stones. Like if you went back and listened to, you know, now that's what I call music from 1962 (laughs) or 1961, let's say, listen to that, like, you know, the top whatever, you know, 40 hits from that year, just like over and over again. And then you put on love me do you'd be like oh that sounds that sounds different so yeah. yeah no it's it's a little different who's the guy who's very popular uh who's the guy Roy who's very Robertson? popular who's the one who uh, rick and the young ones really liked him oh, right. oh uh the guy who cliff richard cliff richard cliff yeah. richard yeah. <laughs> yeah that kind of like more uh, mainstream i guess it's kind of like now how there's like the the boy band kind of safe sanitized pop right you know? yeah and then cliff richard Right. right, still, still doing it. Still totally. doing it. Yeah. Um, speaking of still doing it, um, can I just share a little piece of information that I no, that no was, time was just mm, handed sorry. to me. Um, and this buckwheat's is, been shot. Buckwheat's <laughs> been shot, Mister Wheat. <laughs> um, this is just uh, this is public domain wiki, so anybody could look it up. But Andy White, the drummer who mm-hmm. filled mm-hmm. in for Ringo, currently lives in New Jersey, <gasps> and he teaches Scottish pipe band drumming. Really? Uh, yes, mm-hmm. and. Uh, He's also a judge for the United States Pipe Band Association mm. and a drum instructor for the New York City Department of Corrections Emerald Pipe Band. Oh. 
Uh, and this is the same Andy White. <laughs> he has a bumper sticker on his car that reads Fifth Beetle. He Aww. said that one of my students gave it to me. Oh, nice. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. It's wiki, so who knows who wrote it. Maybe he did. But. Yeah, we have to put... Uh, <laughs> we need to go find him. We put Andy White into the bag of potential Fifth Beatles because he's... Uh, you he's know, he close by. He can come on the show. Yeah. He's in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's try it. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you have him on a map there? I actually have his hometown right here. All so, right. Yeah. All right we're going to have to find I this guy. i got a picture of him. Oh, he's putting out the garbage. Adam, okay. you're the Jersey correspondent. You'll have to go, go, go to his house. I'm on my way. All right. We find Ringo standing outside his house. <laughs> this just <laughs> with a gun. Woefully playing the tambourine. <laughs> um, you guys, this one made it to the top 100. Oh, yeah. That's Here in the top 100, we've got Love Me Do by the Beatles. What number do you think? How high do you think it got in the who's, top 100 Beatles starting? Songs? It's got to be up there. I'll be, I'll, I'll be first. Uh, uh, are we putting more dollars in or are we just letting it oh, yeah, yeah, the session? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we got to. We got to. I don't, I don't have, have a dollar. dollar. We'll, keep, we'll keep track. So it's got to be nine now. So Number yeah. nine. Me and John owe a dollar. Oh, oh yeah. I, have, I guess I, have I a owe a dollar then. Oh, All right. Alex got me. No, you only have to put in two. You, you All right. <laughs> so I think I All owe right, you so two. Starting with John, going around. Top 100 Rolling Stones, stop top 100 Beatles songs according to Rolling Stone magazine. Much different than top 100 Rolling Stones songs according to Beatle magazine. Good save. A weird list. All right, I'm going to say number 11. All right, Adam? Uh, 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 13. 42. No, you guys are all way high. It was number 87. What? <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. I would have thought that would have been of it in super like, high up there. Okay. No, I think they were just looking at it as a, as a song, as an individual work of art, and not, uh, not historically where it belongs. Now we know. Yeah, you know, interesting. The, the Rolling Stones yeah. thing. I totally thought that would have been like way up there. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Damn um, it. Well, that's anticlimactic. <laughs> well, now it well, just grows even more. Yeah. Money! Uh, so maybe that's a little, maybe that's a, a sneak peek. Maybe that's a precursor, <laughs> preview of what you guys think of this song. What, would you, uh, would you have put it? Would you have made it number eleven in your own uh, Beatles list, or number? Would you say Adam eight? I think no. I'd say thirteen. 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 I don't know. No. How do you like it? <laughs> I'll go right into it. I'll give it a five. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Nice. Um, it's it's classic. It's Beatles. Beginning of the Beatles. Birth of the uh, Beatles gravy? The, yeah. the, the birth, the afterbirth mm. gravy? Oh, I'm this sorry. The, That's disgusting. No, you take uh, that part out. What? <laughs> the, the, the birth of the Beatles. Um, and, you know, it's, um, it's, just a, it's just a great starting point. Mm-hmm. It's the gravy bowl that all the gravy would. It's the ultimate gravy bowl that, mm-hmm. um, that, be, the, that, beget, the, that begot more gravy. Who's playing in the gravy bowl this year? Uh, I think it's uh, the Puppies. mashed potatoes. <laughs> What? Puppies. Mashed puppies. potato puppies. Puppies, puppies are playing in the gravy bowl. It sounds, oh. it sounds like a Paul song. Puppies are playing in the gravy bowl. Puppies, boom, mashed boom, potatoes. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, All right, what do you think? Oh, five. Five eighty two. Oh, five. Wow. Five eighty two. Yeah. Five eighty two. Oh wait, yeah, we didn't. Uh, we didn't give it. Uh, what did you say? Eighty twos. I forgot what you said. It was five on that list. <laughs> yeah, five doo doo. Five doo doo doos. Do. All right, Alex. Uh, I give it three stars. What? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I why, you, that's uh, why you thought it was like in the 40s. So. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just think it's I, on the scale of the things the Beatles were going to go on to accomplish. It's kind of, you know, simple and, and you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. so I, I, I like it, but it's not like, uh, you know, there are other songs that I like better. Wow. Okay. I understand. Yeah. 
Feet with a one. <laughs> uh, there are other songs I like better. There are also a lot of songs that I like less. I would. Uh, I get the harmonies stuck in my head consistently. When I hear the song, all I can focus on the harmony parts, which are um, maybe not even as like fluid as some of the other Beatles harmonies. Maybe that's why I get them stuck in my head. But I, I, I just really like it, and I love the you know any song that has like a little stop and go mm-hmm. bit in it. That's bonus yeah. points in my like book. that Uptown Funk song. I still I don't know if I've heard that. I'm sure I have, but I don't know it by name. Hmm. But uh, maybe we'll rectify that. Anyway, I give this a five. Also, I'll, all right. I'll, I like oh, this song. so close to that Hall of Fame. <laughs> five do do doos. Wow. Do 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 do. So weird. People are going to complain about Alex instead of Pete this week. Hmm? <laughs> we'll see. They might still be complaining. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, covers slash other versions slash what have you. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Pete Best version. No, I I, uh, I don't have any covers. So. <laughs> yeah, me neither, actually. Really? That was for me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we really did our homework. How about, I, how about the Brady Bunch? I have two, okay. um, and they're both kind of novelty covers. Neither one is like, yeah. like a, yeah, like a rockin' version of this. Because, you, you know, well, this is another one of those songs that chances are you're either going to do like a pale Beatles Im- imitation or it's just going to be something completely off the wall that's going to be interesting on that part. But off the wall. I had... <laughs> the uh, the Woofers and Tweeters Ensemble, which is one of those, uh, um, just they just use animal samples. I was going to say, <laughs> is it puppies? Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> this one is dogs and sheep. Oh. Uh, the, the main, like, meh, 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 is all the sheep. <laughs> and then there's like the background parts are all like, woof, woof, woof. wow. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I liked that. The Woofers and Tweeters Ensemble version. Do you know when that came out? <laughs> uh, late 80s, I think. Late 80s. So it's not the same guy who did the do- Barking Dogs doing Christmas. This uh, is when is 40 that? years later. I mean, that song came out in the 50s. Oh, I did think. it? Really? I think. No, I could I be wrong, know. though. Well, no, it's definitely a kind of more modern technology, okay. you know. Casio SK1 style. computerized uh, sheep and dogs. Uh, Did they do like long, long, long with uh, sheep? Like... <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, the other one, I, I have a hard time... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a hard time pronouncing this one. Um, it's called Steve. Oh, that's what it says. Uh, Biel Strigel. Uh-huh. Oh, Biel Strigel. Um, ah, which is a Croatian band. Ooh, uh, yeah. Croatian rock is Croatian. Uh, so however you say white arrows in Croatian, that's what it translates into, the white arrows. But Any Croatian listeners out there? Yeah, hit me up to correct my, my pronunciation there, but Bielstriel, Bielstriel. Post a video of no. yourself saying it and then post it on our on, on the, yes, forwards the and post. backwards, Beatles right. style. Yes, um, yeah, but they do a they do a version of it uh, in Croatian. Hmm. In the I guess it's the Croatian language. Oh, uh, I I know I talked to you about this, but did anyone else see that one of our favorite uh, cover of Beatles songs, uh, Leibach, are playing oh, in North yeah. Korea? Yeah, oh, really? I thought you were gonna say <laughs> really North yeah. Korea. Yeah, yeah. North they've Korea. been invited to perform in North Korea. That's crazy. Yeah, because they're 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 pretty. Um, Aren't they worried it's going to hurt their uh, their profile? No, I think that's the profile they're going for. <laughs> Aren't they worried that they're going to be hurt? No, mm. they're, they're apparently the guy who books like the entertainment stuff has mm. so much clout in North Korea like, <laughs> that they're like, hey, he says they're good. <laughs> well, we we got to go. Yeah, how do we get in? Road trip, guys. Yeah, my friend knows a secret path. All right, no. Barking Dogs, nineteen fifty-five. They were the. The original, dogs. the original okay. barking dogs. Yeah, yeah I think I've the Woofers and Tweeters ensemble is eighty. What do you think something. those dogs are up to now? I got bad news, Adam. <laughs> I think they're playing the Christmas circuit. I bet Tony Thaxton could tell us. Oh yeah, oh, maybe. yeah. Feliz Navidad. 
Uh, well, yeah, that's all I had for Love Me Do. Um, Can I say one other thing? Yeah. Sure. Uh, the reason I kept bringing up the number 17 thing yes. was that uh, you the know song I mean. came out and it reached number 17 and they were all excited. It got them enough to that George Martin's like, sure, we'll record another song with you. But the, the persistent rumor was that Brian Epstein, oh, right. Brian the retailer, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> bought 10,000 copies until he turned to for, their, for their Liverpool store. And, you know, they didn't sell that many, but that just as a way of bumping up their kind of like sales numbers. Uh, right. So that's the persistent rumor that somewhere in Liverpool is an attic filled with 9,000 copies, 9,000 <laughs> unsold copies of oh, Love Me Oh, great. Probably worth a fortune. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. yeah. So, we got to go find it now. We should find some up and coming band, buy all the copies of their single, mm-hmm. and we, then when they become popular, we'll have all the. Yeah. In this day and age, all we have to do is buy like five. Yeah, I mean, hundred copies. Many. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't take a lot. To, yeah. yeah, I mean, although it's all digital, what would be the copies? Actually, yeah, it'd be all digital, right? Yeah, yeah. well, we'll download every single copy of it. <laughs> and we'll run on the run on the market. That's how digital media works, right? Yeah, right. I sure. think so. I'll just sit there and spend 99 cents over and over again and be like, they're still available. We got to keep buying them. (laughs) Well, what if I just download one and then just keep duplicating it? Well, then you're just generating more sales for them. What if you downloaded a car? What? (laughs) I don't know. That's a hard drive thing. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, good night, everyone. (laughs) Uh, Love to you. Anyone uh, anyone want to try to make that transition? Is it love you too? Love to you. Love you too? I think it's love you too, Pete. Love to you. It's love you too. No. <laughs> that's the transition. Love you too. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, that's something we Man, can talk about Pete's on Monday. Slipping. I've been getting that wrong my entire life. Way to go, Pete. Hard to imagine such a popular song. You would not. Yeah, such go. clear lyrics. And, you know, yeah. he just says love you too a lot. And it's just such a straightforward rocker. Exactly. All right. Well, we'll talk about that. Uh, come back Monday, tell me I was wrong <laughs> here on Alphabetical. <laughs> um, he was wrong. In the meantime, Facebook and Twitter, we're Alphabetals. Uh, give us a review on iTunes, and uh, we'll see you guys here Monday. Thanks. Thanks.